Hey, it's Scott McIntyre. And I'm Christina McIntyre. Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance. One of the obvious challenges of being blind is that I have to experience the world using my other senses through sound, touch, smell, and taste. Today, I want to paint two pictures for you to describe my relationship with Jesus. In the first, imagine I walk into an ancient cathedral when there's almost no one else there. The air is cold and the sound of footsteps and quiet voices echo off the hard surfaces and high ceiling. As I touch the back of an old wooden pew, I experience a breathtaking sense of solemn reverence. It sounds like you're writing an old-fashioned gothic novel. (laughs) (laughs) Hang with me here. Okay, second picture. I enter an energetic church just before a service is about to begin and smell fresh donuts and coffee. The room is buzzing with loud conversation and laughter, and I can sense a spirit of community and fellowship just from the sounds I hear. Scott really loves donuts. (laughs) This is true. Those are two very different pictures. One is formal and solemn, and the other is casual and celebratory, and they really represent two ways in which we often approach and relate to God. Some people think of Jesus in such holy terms that he doesn't seem relational. Others treat Jesus almost as though he's just their buddy, lacking the reverence due to him. But the truth is that Jesus is both our king and our friend. He is fully God and fully man. Going back, let's connect those two different images of church with two phrases used to describe Jesus in the Bible. Son of God for the reverent cathedral and Son of Man for the joyous congregation. Jesus is referred to as the Son of God or God's Son more than 20 times in the New Testament. Because he's divine, he is to be honored, reverenced, and worshiped. He is holy and worthy of our praise. Just as walking into a stately cathedral inspires a sense of awe, so should the fact that he who created the world came to save the world. The same Jesus through which the entire universe was made is the same Jesus who humbled himself by entering our world and paying for our sin. 1 John 5.20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. The Apostle John concludes his gospel with these words in chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. He is identified as the Son of God by the angels who visited Mary, by his disciples, by the centurion who witnessed the crucifixion. Even demons tremble in his presence, acknowledging Jesus as God's Son. He is eternally worthy of our respect and obedience. Now let's talk about the other auditory image, a church abuzz with the sound of fellowship, of connectedness, and community. And donuts. (laughs) Absolutely donuts. (laughs) That image of human interaction brings to mind the other phrase we mentioned, Jesus is the Son of Man. In fact, he uses that phrase to describe himself in Matthew 20, verse 28. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Hebrews 2.11 drives home the intimate relationship that Jesus desires to have with us. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers. 
It's a tender but vivid statement of the closeness and kinship he feels with us. Hebrews 4.15 tells us, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. The fact that God would come down to earth and put himself in our shoes really speaks to his love for us. Sometimes it's hard to really grasp the depth of that love. It really is. And it's hard for me to understand and hold both the divinity and the humanity of Jesus together. But it truly does speak to the depth of his love for us. Though God's holiness required justice, his mercy afforded forgiveness and fellowship. Jesus perfectly understands the temptations, struggles, and sorrows we all experience in life. But not only that, in his power, he has overcome all these things on our behalf. As you consider your relationship with Jesus today, try to embrace both dimensions, both aspects of who Jesus is. He is the one who will judge the living and the dead, the one worthy of all honor and glory. And he is the one who leads us beside still waters and the one whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. For more encouragement, visit scottmcintyre.com and be sure to subscribe to the Enduring Hope podcast.